1981, a journalist returns to his hometown, Sucre, Colombia, to investigate the long-forgotten 27-year-old murder of his close friend Santiago Nassar and the townspeople who literally stood by and watched it all happen. It was an unusual Monday morning on February 8, 1954, in Sucre, Colombia, when Santiago Nassar was awakened at 5.30 a.m. to see the bishop disembark his boat and bless the town. Santiago was dressed in white linen. Hungover from the San Roman wedding revels the night before, the 21-year-old headed to the docks and watched disappointedly as the bishop passed the town with a cursory blessing at 6.10 a.m. By 7 a.m., Santiago would be carved up like a pig by the Vicario brothers. Drunk and desperate to reclaim their family honor, the twin brothers slaughter Santiago Nassar based on the questionable accusation of their younger sister. What follows is the eyewitness accounts given 27 years later. This podcast attempts to piece together the events of that fateful Monday when Santiago Nassar became a victim of the Vicario twins, and maybe of the entire town. This is Sucre Town. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of Sucre Town. It is October 28, 2019 at El Toro High School. Today, Sophie, Will, Emily, and I, Alexa, will be discussing Santiago Nassar's foretold murder through the perspective of Father Amador. So what do we know about Father Amador? He studied medicine and surgery at Salamanca, but had entered the seminary before he graduated. We'll see how that comes in handy later on. In regards to Father Amador and Santiago's relationship, they weren't very close. As the local priest of the town, Father Amador only knew Santiago through his donation of several loads of wood to the public solicitudes. But other than that, the priest and Santiago did not have many interactions. During the time of Santiago's death, Father Amador was preoccupied with the bishop's arrival. In fact, he was going to the dock followed by his helpers who were carrying the altar for the bishop's field mass. It was only once the murder was carried out that Father Amador felt such despair and was disgusted with himself. So why didn't the priest do anything to prevent Santiago's death? It seems that he and the rest of the town are guilty of the crime because of their bystanding tendencies. Let's take a look at the father's activities that day. According to a fellow journalist who interviewed the retired priest in the Califel rest home, Father Amador received a message from Clotilde about the Vicario brothers' malicious intent to kill Santiago while he was getting ready to go to the docks for the arrival of the bishop. Father Amador admitted that he initially assumed it was the police's responsibility to manage the situation, but later thought that the least he could do was tell Placida Linero, Santiago's mother, about what was going to happen to her precious son. However, Father Amador seems to have forgotten the reminder as his mind was occupied on the bishop. Upon seeing Santiago unharmed and safe at the docks around 6 in the morning, Father Amador dispelled all concerns regarding the murder. Besides, it seemed impossible that Santiago wasn't warned about the Vicario brothers yet. Thus, as a result of his assumptions, the only help he offered was sounding the fire alarm on the fateful Monday at 7.05 a.m. when Santiago was brutally stabbed against the front door of his own house.
Believe it or not, the priest developed some ounce of respect for the murderous, t- murderous twins, for after the crime was done, they burst panting into the parish house, closely pursued by a group of roused-up Arabs, and they laid the knives with clean blades on his desk. It was their surrender that made Father Amador see the Bakaru brothers in a different light. We could attempt to justify the father's reaction, though. In the overall scope of events, Santiago's murder may very well be a result of the Latin American culture. Honor killing in Latin American societies is not a strange concept to grasp. Although the townspeople of Sucre were not aware of Pablo and Pedro's motives to kill Santiago at first, they eventually found out that it was because Angela Vicario accused Santiago of defiling her. Like many other families in Latin America, the Vicario family saw women as a vessel of the family reputation. Maybe Pablo and Pedro were just the victims of a fundamentally medieval, patriarchal, conservative social order that necessitated them to shed blood. So, when the Vicario brothers openly surrendered themselves to Father Amador, Amador's response to them was not one of strong disapproval, but one of understanding. This could be because honor killings were common in Latin American culture. Now we will be delving into Father Armador's improper autopsy reports. Keep in mind that the town doctor, Dr. Dionisio Iguaran, was absent at the time and that Santiago's course was so rotten that the mayor had to resort to the priest's amateur medical skills. The vacationing first-year medical student and the druggist who aided in this massacre of an autopsy noted that they were ill-equipped, for he mainly used craftsman tools due to the lack of surgical tools. And Father Armador acknowledges that it was as if we killed Santiago all over again after he was dead. He grumbles at the fact that he was obliged to do it because of the mayor's poor and rushed planning. But back to the details. According to the priest, Santiago's pulpy cadaver weighed about 60 grams more than that of a normal Englishman. In addition, there was hypertrophy, or enlargement or swelling, of a poorly treated liver that had suffered from hepatitis. The sliced up intestines rendered to be useless, so it was disposed into a garbage pill after receiving a hasty, angry blessing from the priest. All in all, Father Amador's report of the autopsy concluded that Santiago had died from massive hemorrhage caused by the knife stabbings. The brutal burial occurred at dawn, where the corpse was in such bad shape that Father Amador and his team had to hurriedly finish the task. Apparently, Father Amador thought that stuffing Santiago with rags and quicklime and sewing him up with coarse twine and balling needles was enough to keep the body from falling apart. He couldn't have been more wrong. Today we learned that the local priest of the town, Father Amador, was fully aware of the Vicario brothers' plan to murder Santiago de Sar. Although he intended to warn Placido Lanero about the scheme, he forgot as a result of preparing for the bishop's arrival. Like the rest of the townspeople who knew about Santiago's fateful murder, Father Amador can be blamed in part for his death. Father Amador wrongly assumed that Santiago knew about the Vicario brothers' plan, and as a result, was complicit in the murder of Santiago. Join us on the next episode, where our team will discuss Colonel Aponte's timeline and why they allowed such a horrific murder to happen in this small town.